From MinTech, the Micro Nanotechnology Education Center, this is Talking Technicians, the podcast about technicians, who they are, what they do, and where they come from. I'm your host, Peter Kazarnov. I teach technicians and engineers at Portland Community College. In each episode, you'll meet a working technician and hear their story. That means real interviews with real technicians about real jobs. At the end of each episode, you'll hear actions you can take if you want to be a technician too. In this episode, you'll meet Gabe. Gabe works at Micron in Lehigh, Utah. Gabe, welcome to Talking Technicians. Thanks, Peter. Happy to be here. Tell me about yourself. Where do you live and how long have you been there for? Uh, I live in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I've actually been here my whole life, so 31 years. And Micron is in Lehigh, Utah. Uh, How does that relate to Salt Lake City? You have the Salt Lake Valley, and it's just past what we call Point of the Mountain, so it's next valley down. Um, So not too far away. I live mm, kind of mid-valley now in Salt Lake, and it's 25 minutes for me to get to work, so it's not too bad. Um, yeah. Is there anyone else in your household? Uh, that works there? No, but I do live with two roommates. Yeah. And, uh, tell me about where you work. What's your job title and what do you do day to day? So I'm a senior technician there. Um, I do physical failure analysis and a part of what we call the support group. Um, generally my day to day, uh, we have one group before me that'll actually test out individual dyes on wafers, uh, give us coordinates of where to go, what to look for. And then we have special ways of deprocessing the different levels and looking for uh, the defect. How Um, long have you been at Micron? You mentioned that you're a senior technician. What are the technician levels that a technician can work at? uh, There's, I think technically there's tech zero, but Usually, I think, especially in the lab, you start as a technician one and two. Um, and then once you get to technician three and four, you're considered a senior tech. And I'm going to be honest, I kind of forget if uh, tech four might be an even more special name. Um, I've been there. This is going on four years, three years and four months, I think. Somewhere right around there. Um, and it's just kind of as you as you gain different skills and whatnot, just kind of move up. Are you willing to share how much money an entry-level technician at Micron could make? I want to say I started, I want to say it was over 20, but at very least it was in the 20, uh, low 20s. Um, So I was certainly very happy after coming from a bike shop, making a little bit less. And do you work in shifts or do you work a regular nine to five schedule? No, we work in shifts. So I work uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, every other Wednesday. Um, day shift and I work 5.45 in the morning till pretty much six o'clock in the evening. Um, so it's a little bit rough, early mornings, long days, but you are guaranteed three and four day weekends. Um, you always get some overtime on your paycheck and depending on how it all lines up, if you can line it up, right, you can take three days off and suddenly have a 10 day weekend, which pretty great. And do you work alone or do you work in a team? Uh, work, well, I have a team that we all work with. I do the PFA for the most part. 
Um, there were other technicians on my team, one of them, uh, SEM technicians. So they're doing more cross sections and everything, um, or inline. And then, uh, we also have a temp tech who does all the temp prep, uh, lamella prep. Um, and they, well, they're told where they need to prep something out or whatever, and they'll make a lamella of it. So it can go to the actual temp. And besides the technical work that you do, what kind of communication work do you do with the other technicians, engineers, or employees? I guess with my my immediate team, I mean, we, there's a lot of, I guess, if I'm understanding your question right, I mean, we do a lot of training together. Um, there are definitely times we have to help each other. For the most part, we're all capable and do kind of our own thing when it comes to doing the actual job, unless we're shadowing somebody. Uh, there are times where we'll get in touch with other people around the fab, other engineers um, to try and understand what they want or to explain what we're seeing or why their request is going to be hard to do or possibly impossible. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure if that's what you were looking for there, but. <laughs> are there opportunities for professional growth at Micron if you start as a technician? Uh, yes. So you can, without school, I believe, um, well, not, I believe I know people, so you can go from a tech up to, I forget if you have to be a tech four, but you can actually go into engineering roles. Um, and I know at least few people who have done that now, uh, as well as Micron, um, offers help with school reimbursement and everything. So that makes it definitely a little bit easier if you're willing to put that in to, uh, work your way up after getting a degree or while getting a degree. And uh, how did you get where you are now? Uh, you mentioned you worked at a bike shop. What was your work experience and school experience before working as a technician at Micron? Did a little bit up at the U of U, like one year. That didn't go great necessarily. And then uh, went back to school at the Salt Lake Community College. Found out we had a desktop SEM and AFMs that we could use. So I once I found out that that was something I'd actually have a chance to use, it was to me, those were always uh, equipment that I had no idea if I would ever see in my life. Um, so I found that out, got the certificate for microscopy through Slick. Um, was still working at a bike shop because at one point that was kind of a dream job. I love mountain biking and working on bikes is stupid fun. I think, and all your cohort. I mean, it's just such a fun time. And the way I ended up out at Micron, as at Slick, had a class. I'm totally spacing his name right now uh, with this kid. And he came into the bike shop, remembered me. I did not remember him. Um, so I felt bad about that. And he just pretty much suggested, dude, you should apply for an RDA position out there. And I kind of just got on Micron's site and decided do apply randomly. Um, didn't get the first two positions really. And then I got this position in the YE lab yield enhancement lab with the microscopes. And I've loved it since. I mean, get to use amazing microscopes um, and getting to play with, with microchips has been out of this world. So you mentioned slick slick as uh, your abbreviation for Salt Lake community college, right? Correct. Yeah. And you also mentioned that Salt Lake Community College has an SEM and an AFM. 
Would you be willing to just quickly say what those are and why it's kind of unusual that Salt Lake uh, has those available for students? Um, so the SEM, the scanning electron microscope, uh, it is a desktop model, um, which is nice. It makes it much, much easier to fit into a single room. Um, and it uses the electron beam, right, to get very high magnification, high resolution images of very small items. Um, I just didn't know anywhere that had one. It was one of these things that for me, I'd always seen images, National Geographic, right? That false colored of mosquitoes and stuff. And it was always just amazing looking. But to me, it was always this, no way I'm ever going to even have a chance to use those or see them in person. But I was pretty surprised when they had that. Uh, the AFM, actually, I don't know a ton of places that necessarily have them other than Slick right now. Um, that just uses, right, the, uh, like a nanoscale probe to essentially probe the surface and look at topography. The ones we had, we did have conducting tips and some other stuff. There are an incredible array of atomic force microscopes out there um, for different uses. And I'm not even sure if I had really heard of atomic force microscopy before being at Slick. Um, and part of what blew me away with that also is just that they, I mean, this tip that you're using is so small and they can make them, uh, well, easily. They, they make the tips all the time to probe the surface. I can't I'm totally space on the word I'm looking for there, but there's just another amazing feat of what humans can create and how they figured out to make it work um, to me. Before you worked at Micron, did you graduate with a one-year certificate or a two-year degree from Salt Lake Community College? So I graduated with an Associates of Science. Um, and then I'm trying to space it. I think at the same time I got the certificate on microscopy. Um, and I'm trying to remember if that was, I did all that in the one year for the certificate, but I think it was two years for that as well. Just the number of classes that didn't quite overlap with other stuff. Um, I also took my time going through Slick. I definitely was jumping around from different areas, different areas until I found um, really one of my teachers, uh, Wes. He taught this intro to nanotechnology class and showed us the microscopy lab. And that's what really blew me away. And I was just like, dude, I want to work with this stuff. But to a certain degree, I guess I could thank him for uh, uh, getting me into it. And uh, besides the training that you got at Salt Lake Community College, when you started at uh, Micron, were there other things that you needed to learn? Uh, well, definitely. So with the microscopes themselves, right, even if you understand the idea behind what's going on. So the one out at Slick is, um, I don't know if it's quite the right way to say it, but like a standard scanning electron microscope, SEM. Um, out at Micron, we have what are called dual beams. So we have the electron beam, and then we also have an ion source. So we can actually do cross sections in the microscope. So I had to learn the whole idea of how to use those. They have different chemicals for actually putting different layers of material on your surf on the surface or structures in the microscope. Um, so there's definitely a lot of learning when it came to uh, how to use all the tools, um, since they're right? Every, every microscope's different. These ones were way more advanced uh, than I had used. Um, and then I needed to learn how the deprocessing worked. Um, and to a certain degree, you know, I knew what a microchip was, but I definitely did not 
appreciate what goes into it, um, what's needed to make them. Sorry, one of my cats just got in the room. So um, to make them size just how essentially perfect everything has to be for these things to work. Um, so there was a lot of training there too. And still, I guess. What did you feel like your first day at work at Micron? What did it feel like walking in the door the first time? Uh, well, a little bit nervous, you know, you don't want to, I don't want to come off as like, Oh, this guy doesn't, isn't going to be able to learn or be able to do anything. Like, you know, you want to show that you're pretty capable. Um, and there's all these people, senior, other senior techs are just people who've been there a long time, understand what's going on. Um, but for the most part, everybody's really nice. Um, and is happy to, you know, help and show you what to do, explain, um, their part of the whole, the whole YE lab system. What is something unexpected about working at Micron that you only learned after you started? Again, how small everything is and how absolutely amazing it is that we can make these computer chips repetitively and well, and that you can land these different levels on top of levels. It, it still absolutely blows me away. Um, I know I've essentially asked that question just at the, at Micron, um, you know, what's something that blew you away work starting to work here. And a lot of people that's just how small everything is, but yet how well we can do it. It, it gave me a better appreciation for what, uh, humans are actually capable of doing. I think. Now that you're a senior technician, have you trained any entry-level technicians at Micron? Yeah, we, so especially right now, um, we're actually doing a lot of training. Um, so I've been working with, I just started working this last week, well, earlier this week with a bunch of the yield analysis people who we work very closely with. They do the data mining and then they'll send wafers to the lab to look for defects and stuff. So we actually just started showing them what we have to do for certain jobs. So they have a better idea of what happens and they have a better under, you know, a broader uh, understanding of what has to happen in the lab for certain jobs and stuff. Um, as well as I definitely tried to help train different technicians on FA um, while they also, you know, they'll try and help me learn TEM prep and stuff. And uh, what's FA and what does TEM stand for? Uh, sorry. So, FA would be failure analysis. Um, and technically what I do is PFA, physical failure analysis, uh, the electrical, there's EFFI, electrical failure fault isolation. They electrically test out the dyes and look for different failures, depending on what they're looking for. They do failure analysis, send it to, to us and a PFA group to do the physical failure analysis to actually try and find it. TEM uh, or the temp prep techs and everything they do. So that's tunneling electron microscope, microscopy or transmission. Um, What we do as TEM techs is not the true TEM work that requires an actual TEM, which is a much bigger tool than the dual beams we use. Um, We do have two different dedicated TEMs on site and it is, I mean, you can get down to lattice size, um, imaging, right. To look at actual, uh, atomic lattice of your, of your sample. Um, what we do in the microscope is actually stem, 
scan, scan, I believe it's the scanning t- uh, transmission electron microscopy. And it doesn't have the same resolution as a true TEM, but you can still, I mean, we can see grains of metal. Um, it really lets you thin a sample, uh, you, you thin a sample way down um, so that when we really want to analyze what we're looking at and not get some, you know, if you want elements or something, you're not getting stuff from far back that, well, is that where the defect is or is that however far back in the sample? Um, so it lets us get very accurate idea of what's going on. We can get high accuracy images. Um, yeah. What advice would you give current students or people who want to transition careers and work at Micron? I'd honestly say, you know, read up on the job titles and through the, the posts and just try and apply. Um, I know I trying to think, I don't think most people, I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, I'm not sure if everybody in the lab even has a full on certificate of microscopy or anything. You know, if you are adept at learning, working with teams, um, and open, you know, you're trying to have a good mindset and everything. A lot of times it's something that you can be trained on and work your way up. Uh, obviously having prior experience and all that always helps. Um, but a place like Micron or Fabs in general, I would assume, I guess this is the only one I've worked at, but there is such a wide array of jobs that need to be done that, you know, I work with the microscopes, but we need technician techs to work on the tools. There's people that have to monitor the tools to make sure everything's going correctly. Tools not suddenly going haywire. Um, and once you're working there, and I forget, I think Micron is you have to be in your position for one year before you can look at you know, moving around in the company to another position. So you could try RDA if you wanted, which is real-time defect analysis, and that they're looking at defects in line as the wafers are being uh, fabricated. Um, and you could try that for a year and you don't like that. You could see if there is a position for, yeah, tool maintenance or somewhere in metrology, which does measurements. Um, so honestly, my feeling is just just apply. Worst comes to worst. And and, well, worst comes to worst doesn't quite work out the first time. Uh, Again, I, the first two positions I applied for, I didn't get, um, wasn't until the third one that it worked out. So yeah. Thanks. And we'll make sure to leave a link to uh, Micron's job site uh, in the show notes for this podcast episode. So Gabe, thank you so much for being on Talking Technicians. Thank you so much for having me, Peter. Bye now. Bye. Talking Technicians is produced by Mintech, the Micro Nano Technology Education Center, through financial support from the National Science Foundation's Advanced Technological Education Grant Program. Opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the National Science Foundation. Join the conversation. If you are a working technician or know someone who is, reach out to us at info at talkingtechnicians.org. We're always looking out for great guests to share more stories with you.